Dear Cheap Astronomy, what will the first lunar colony look like? Well, it will probably be small and cramped and not really a colony, since no one is really going to want to spend their lives there, what with Earth just three days away. So we're probably talking sustained human activity rather than actual colonisation. As we've discussed before on Cheap Astronomy, it's probably going to be a very, very long time before we have space colonies where anyone is going to want to give birth or to grow old. So for the first sustained human presence on the moon, it'll look something like an Antarctic base from the outside and like the International Space Station from the inside. So it will be cramped and functional rather than spacious and comfortable. While there are radiation protection advantages in building something underground, say within a lava tube, that would need to either involve constructing something from scratch or moving something prefabricated into the cavity, which would probably need a crane or something. So it's more likely we'll start with modular structures that can be landed directly on the surface, and then we'll use some front-end loaders to cover them with regolith for additional radiation protection. Well, let's say that's where your first long-term stay people will live, while they start looking to construct something bigger, which might actually be underground. But first, we'd have to find a lava tube that fits the bill of being both big and accessible, as well as being near one of the lunar poles, where both solar energy and radio contact with Earth are available throughout the Moon's orbit around Earth. It's likely that sustained human activity on the Moon will follow a similar path to what sustained human activity in low Earth orbit did. So we might expect there will be an initial focus on just plain survival, with a bit of research on the side when people have the time. But once some routines are established, and key infrastructure is laid down, and sound maintenance and safety protocols are in place, then rich space tourists may start wanting to visit, which will then be an economic driver to enlarge the existing facilities and to start shifting from functionality to comfort. Rich space tourists will not only want to visit, but also to walk outside. So you'll need multiple airlocks and spacesuits and eventually pressurised buses for the less adventurous, as well as for old folks and for children they might not be born there, but will still go there with their parents. And once you have parents and children, there's real impetus to make your lunar base clean and to remove sharp corners and trip hazards. So then the place might start looking like the moon colonies you see in the movies. And of course, parents with children will need family-friendly restaurants and everyone will need gift shops. So suddenly, you've got yourself a whole lunar economy going, with staff who need long-term accommodation, alongside the tourists who need short-stay hotel accommodation, and everyone needs to eat, and have access to healthcare, and be able to buy a toothbrush, and do their laundry, and all that stuff. Although, before we get too starry-eyed here, let's face it, submarine tourism has never really taken off. This is partly because most submarines don't have windows, since it gets pretty dark pretty quickly down there. 
But it's also because a submarine is a cramped, sealed and pressurised structure within a very dangerous environment where one wrong move could kill everyone on board. Of course, there are small research submersibles with big windows and external lights that rich tourists have gone down on, but they've never really taken off in a big way. And of course, there is Antarctica, where a rich tourist can actually fly all the way to the South Pole for a cool 50 grand US. Antarctica is certainly an inhospitable place, and it's a long way to get there without a lot of luxuries on the way. So maybe that's a bit like going to the moon, but even in the most extreme circumstances, you can still breathe. So while lunar tourism might be a bit like Antarctic tourism, it's also a bit like submarine tourism, and neither of those are huge tourism industries anyway. Apart from the Antarctic cruises, but they don't really count as sustained human presence. So, who knows? Here at Cheap Astronomy, we'd be feeling a lot more confident about humanity's next giant step if submarine tourism was a big thing on Earth today. Yes, a few rich folks do it, but it's going to need more than a few rich folks to sustain a lunar economy. Anyway, we'll see.